I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. Hey, Blake, would you go on a 5.5 podcast when you get to San Diego? I don't know, man. That's a lot. I don't even know what that is. And welcome back, everybody, to a groundbreaking episode of the 5.5 podcast early afternoon edition. I'm your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside Eric Labou, uh, as we are here to recap the last week and discuss uh, various Padres topic, and I mentioned groundbreaking, Eric. We've got Twitter spaces, live listeners. Oh, guys, you, you're copying Craig and John. They did it first. <laughs> Fuck off, okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they gave spaces to, like, blue check marks only at first. And I'm like, give me this, because I wanted to go live. Yeah. We were trying to find a way to get people, like, on the podcast. We did it last year, uh, right before the uh, wild card parade. Yeah, <laughs> we did, right after they clinched the After uh, the series. Padres yeah. won that series, we tried to get it to where we can have people join. I'm like, well, hey, if you have my phone number, call me, because that way at least I can weed out the creeps. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to have people on here. Uh, we have uh, Chad. Uh, we have the creator of, uh, of Tatis Coin in here uh, listening live. So, wow, this is awesome. So if you guys are listening uh, when the recording gets put out, uh, to- well, tomorrow. No, we do it tonight. Uh, if you're listening when it gets put out, then, yeah, we're trying something new at Twitter Spaces. So uh, stick with us. <laughs> stick with us. I'm wondering how many people in here right now. I, I recognize pretty much everyone, uh, but I'm not really sure if any of these people are uh, Dodger fans on I don't Twitter know. because I was able to uh, rile them up quite a bit today. Did you see that? Uh, yes, I did. Right before we started recording, <laughs> I haven't been on Twitter uh, for the last hour or so. And I just saw your tweet. Very cryptic. It's so easy to rile them up or something along those lines. And I had just brought up the whole uh, Profar uh, troll that uh, Dodger fans randomly found yeah, and got uh, all bent out of shape. And then, of course, I found your tweet right after. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, you're just being a nice guy, Eric. Well, the thing What's is... What's so wrong here? Honestly, I don't understand why they're so upset at you being so nice. This might come off as Dodger loving, and I'm sorry if it does. It, it's not intended to be. I just I love the game of baseball. There's a little bit of truth to that tweet. Now, my ultimate goal, of course, was to piss off Dodger fans. That's always the goal. No. That's always you? the goal. So I was sitting there, and I was, uh, John Morosi, I believe it was, tweeted out that Dustin May has some UCL issues. So it sounded like, we all know as Padre fans, Tommy John is coming. <laughs> Rest and relax scene. Right? So uh, I tweeted, I said, hey, unlike Dodger fans that like thrive off of wishing career-threatening injuries to Padres pitchers, I will, I'll say I love watching Dustin May pitch, even though he shreds our Padres. And I wish him the best. I put the two thumbs up, which means that's... That's sarcasm. And I just tossed out the bait. Just chum the waters just a little bit because I knew that they would bite. Lo and behold, dude, if you go and look at the responses to that tweet. It is a oh shit my show. God. Couldn't you have just said you wish him well? Couldn't you <laughs> Like no, that's 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 not gonna accomplish what I want to accomplish, and what I want to accomplish is pissing you guys off, and it's so fucking easy. But again, there's a little bit of truth in that. As as a baseball fan in general, uh, Dustin May, dude, he is impressive to watch pitch. Yeah, he really is. And you don't want to see people get hurt. 
No, yeah. obviously, you never want to. And when the time comes and the Padres do beat the Dodgers, I don't want there to be any excuse. We have an excuse. Okay, yes. our excuse is valid. Okay, we did not have Lament. We did not have Clevenger last year. Of course, we got swept. Yeah. But when the time comes, I want to beat LA, and I want there to be no excuses for them. So if May is out uh, with Tommy John, then that that's a little bit of an excuse. They still yeah. have what a, five, a sixty-nine billion dollar payroll. Yeah. So they don't have much of an excuse. But that's a little bit. That's like Salt Bay, like sprinkling. Yeah. Excuses. That's that's where it's uh, they're getting started. We want a legitimate World Series. We want to be able to say that we beat every team we were scheduled to beat, not just in one division, but the whole league. And we want to do it convincingly. We don't want a team to choke when they're up two games, or we don't want a team to lose two of the best pitchers in the league, uh, and then we just happen to sweep them because now they're incredibly handicapped with the roster issues. We want a legit World Series and. That's all. That's all we want. And to do that, we have to have Dustin May healthy so we can beat him. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I was telling a, a buddy of mine, so I, I like to keep Dodger fans around every once in a while just so I can talk shit to keep my game fresh. Because if, if you're boys with, with a Dodger fan and you're able to you're able to see like how far you can push that line of shit talking, you can kind of practice on them. It's like a spring training of shit talking. So I was talking to uh, one of them about about Dustin May, and I said, "Hey, man, look, like, don't screenshot this shit because it's in the DMs." But I'll just say it. I'll just say it right here. I'm like, I don't know how anyone hits off of Dustin May. Like, dude throws really upper nineties. He has a shit ton of run. I don't know how anyone hits off of him. But uh, I mean, for him to go down, uh, obviously, looking at it as from a Padres fan point of view, I mean, we'll take it. Uh, but yeah. as a baseball fan, you never want to see one of the best young arms in the game go down. No. Um, no, you don't. It just it just speaks to I, – I know there's been a lot of talk about, like, the Padres. You know, Larry Rothschild has been getting a lot of flack yeah. um, as of late about pitchers getting injured. Um, and, you know, obviously the Padres training staff, like, these guys – I don't think it's entirely their fault. There's plenty of guys that throw breaking balls all year long. Like, you know, you Darvish throws a ton of breaking balls. He had Tommy John a long time ago, um, but he hasn't had any issues since. Um, some guys go their whole career throwing like what? No, did Nolan Ryan ever have Tommy John? Like I mean, he was, you know, heaving hundred mile an hour fastballs, right? I do think it's just it's chance and it's luck, and you also have to think these guys are bigger, they're stronger, they're throwing harder and more proficient than ever, and they are max effort. Yeah, it's not hey, I'm gonna sit ninety to ninety two or ninety two to ninety five, and when I really need to bump it up, I'm gonna hit ninety eight. I mean, these guys are going out there and it's drop, drive, and heave. You know, they're they're maxing out on every pitch. Uh, every throw and your shoulder and your elbow is just not meant for that kind of movement. You know, so these guys, are, unfortunately, because of where we're at with you know uh, athletes and training and strength and athleticism and ability and you know rap soto and statistics and analytics stat cast, guys are unfortunately going to blow out at a higher rate than they would have even probably ten or fifteen years ago. Even though if you're a Padre fan, you know we feel like we've been blown out all our good arms. Yeah, but, uh, no doubt. Yeah, the last twenty years, but. Um, it, it is, it's a bummer. I mean, for, for the game of baseball where you need young guys to like start stepping up, um, and being promoted like Dustin May, he's got a unique look, right? Looks like Vader's lost love child. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, unique. He's got a unique look, right? Yeah. I'm not going to dog the guy. It's not his fault. He looks that way. <laughs> also, my son has red hair. So Your son's I, I, handsome. I got to cool it a little yes. bit. <laughs> Your son is handsome and I can see his eyelids or yeah. his eyelashes. True. Yeah. True. And his eyebrows. True. But um, it's sad because he's a he's a young, exciting player. He's got some recognition because of the team he plays for, um, and now he's probably toast for a year and a half. So you probably won't hear from him for a couple of years. That's a bummer, uh, just for baseball in general. Speaking of toast, uh, how about Lamette? 
So he left the game. Everyone was worried. Uh, Adam from 97.3, the fan, SD, on Twitter, told us all to relax, R-E-L-A-X. He said, relax, everyone. And we're like, fuck you. Okay, we've seen how this played out. We've seen it way too many times. We know what's up. And there was some talk. Maybe he was going to start yesterday, which was Sunday. And they kind of waited to the last minute to finally say, hey, you know what? Musgrove is going to go in his regularly scheduled spot. Yes. Uh, the thought was that, and I think Musgrove had leaked it, that they were trying to see if Lamette would be ready, mm-hmm. and he's not. So, are you worried about Lamette? Is Lamette toast? Well, I'm not even going to ask you are you worried about Lamette, because obviously... Of course. Of course uh, I'm not. Is, is he toast? Uh, I'm not worried about Lamette, because I've already come to the acceptance that, yeah, he's probably done. Yeah. Um, unless... And we came to that acceptance last... Last what? week. Well, we Last said, November? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the playoffs that we were like, he's done. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it last week, um, and I know it was, it was brought up on Twitter that if he could go, the idea should be to sandwich Musgrove in between him and, and presumably uh, Paddock on uh, tomorrow's start, so that way you don't have two back-to-back bullpen days, right? right. Um, but they didn't do that. They went with Musgrove. But as soon as they went with Musgrove, I'm like, oh, you know, Lamette's probably still going to be on the IL for another week or so. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm assuming that anything we get out of Lamette this year is just icing on the cake. Um, I don't think it the the team. Is, I don't think it's detrimental to the team to lose him. It does suck. Um, I think uh, Weathers and Paddock and uh, getting hurt, which we'll touch on, and then Gore, uh, you know, needing more reps in the minor leagues. I think that hurts more just because now it's kind of. You know, it's killing your debt. We have Miguel Diaz starting, for the love of God. I want to tell you, I want to bring up a story, Eric. We did it on this pod. Years ago, when they first got Miguel Diaz, we called. It was against the Brewers, and he was he was going to start. And we called it. We said, he's going to go like an inning or two innings. He's not going to be able to make it. And they're going to bring Stamina out to, get, to go the long innings. Yeah. Lo and behold, Eric, we were right. And uh, I have a feeling that's probably going to happen today. Deja vu yes. all over again. 20, was that 2016 or 17, I think that was? It was a while back, back, years ago. Yeah, it's but... amazing. Stamina is still here. You know, when the season started, it's you know we all told ourselves, hey, May 3rd is going to come around. And Padres going to be right in the thick of it. And we're going to toss out Miguel Diaz. We all knew it was coming. <laughs> Like, everyone saw it coming from a mile away. It's exactly how we had it planned out. Of course. So, I'm not worried. That's why he's still here. No, I'm not worried at all. Miguel Diaz, it's going exactly as we planned. I think if they had any faith themselves, because they're very, you know, they're very, you know, tight-lipped about injuries, more so than other teams, I feel, at least in my experience, or other uh, front offices, right? Like, I feel like when PV got hurt, they were just like, yeah, he's hurt. He's done. Don't don't worry about him for a while. Tony Gwynn's toe hurts. He's not playing for two weeks. Give it up. Um, but this run off is Preller, uh, and company are very tight lipped about, uh, everything. And, um, I think they don't make, if they had that much, uh, faith in Lamette's health after the season, I don't think they go out and get Musgrove. I think the Snell and Darvish moves are obvious. Like, Hey, we already know Clevenger's down. You know, we need pitching anyways. You know, we have a chance to get a staff ace. Uh, which is what Darvish has looked like. I think three straight starts. Uh, he's got at least six innings and punched out nine. I mean, he's just unhittable right now. But I think those moves are fine. But I don't think they go out and get the Musgrove trade or make that trade happen if they were 100% certain that Lamette was going to throw 150 or so innings this year. Yeah, I think that was just insurance. Like, hey, we're going to lose this guy, so let's replace him with a guy who could be just as good. Well, Darvish has been exactly what we expected. Exactly what we'd expected. Amazing. And you saw him, uh, was it Friday night that he got the start? Yeah. Dude, it's it's great also, like, the Padres, uh, well, California in general, is starting to loosen those restrictions. That's uh, right, baby. We're yeah. down to, I think, like, 1,900 cases a 
day or week or from somewhere. Dictator Newsom. <laughs> we're we're finally starting to get more fans in there, which is great. Like I was watching the game on Friday, and just just the intensity that you can see from the fan base, like there's no doubt, atmosphere. there's no doubt that that makes a huge difference uh, for the players on the field. Like you see when Tim Hill came in and he struck, who was it, Darren Ruff? He struck, uh, he him struck out. out Darren Ruff, and then who was the lefty? He punched. He punched out a lefty, but I forgot who it was. That place exploded. Yeah, it exploded, and and it was it's well, so it awesome. Just, yeah, it, just, just to, to hear, hear the pop. You yeah. love hearing the pop of the crowd, and and I think having our fan base back in there, it's so awesome to watch on TV. I've been to one game to opening day. I hope to get back to another soon. But uh, watching on TV and watching that place pop, I did the same thing. I rewound the shit out of it. Yeah. One because it was a huge spot, and he gave up that grand slam, not grand slam. God, he, what a terrible! Call. And then he oh comes god. back and he smokes him, and I was like, oh my god, dude! It's just it's awesome to watch. And also, we've never really been a, a big like uniform type podcast yeah. uh danny and i full disclosure if you guys have been listening for a while you, you know this but uh we were fans of the night the 90s brown and or yeah. brown uh blue and orange the mid mid and late 90s yes yeah. specifically i love those and i wanted those back always uh, but I was also in the camp of, hey, you know what? Something. We we have to get something other than what we have now. Those 2018, 2019, other the white not, yeah, non- was terrible. Yeah. was terrible. And just- and where I'm going, and I'll pull a Mark Sweeney. Why I say that. <laughs> Why do you have to do it when I'm drinking something? <laughs> Why I say that is it's really, it's, it's really cool to me to be watching the game and they see the crowd shots. And, and specifically when they show players running and sliding into home, you see the crowd in the background and seeing the pops of Brown and specifically the gold it's cool as hell dude because yeah. like we have an identity finally yeah. and it's it's just really cool to see all of that like we we are able to stick out as a fan base now uh whereas before it's like wait no one knows what people are wearing people are wearing yeah. hawaiian shirts and titleist visors yeah and no one really knows but now you have the gold and you have the brown and it just really stands out and uh as a fan watching on tv i noticed for sure uh just this weekend so it's really cool to see the fans coming out and supporting the way they are. I think it makes a big difference, especially now, uh, the way that we're looking. But uh, fans can cheer all they want, but I- I'm not sure it's going to help command issues. <laughs> and from what we've read in the uh, from The Athletic, our beloved Dennis Lynn, uh, he had mentioned that Gore is having a little bit of command issues. Yeah, this has been an ongoing thing, apparently, um, last year. Because remember, we thought last year, oh, um, nobody saw Ryan Weathers coming. Last year, you know, he made the playoff roster. They thought, why not Gore? Why won't it be Gore? And at first we heard, well, you know, and we've heard this from our, our Mad Friars brethren, um, that, you know, they look at Gore as somebody, you know, he's strictly a starter. They don't think his stuff necessarily plays up or plays better than in the bullpen, whereas they feel like Weathers um, is better suited to come out of the bullpen if need be, which he has proven and, of course, earned a spot in the rotation doing so. Um but we also heard that uh, last year that he wasn't particularly consistent um, with his leg kick, with his landing spots, his release point. Um, he does have a very uh, particular delivery. We know with that leg kick, you know, it's a lot of moving parts, and you know, th- which I'm surprised yeah. they haven't tried to tone down or I, change, especially I, if he's having these issues. I think when he was drafted, so he's athletic enough to do it. But to me, it's probably just like small tweaks, and he's not going to get. And I said this last year. He's not going. You're not going to get a real feel for where you're at developmentally, playing against minor leaguers in your own system. True, right? Because the talent level is going to vary, and yeah, talent level is going to vary team to team when you're in the minors. But it's different. You're not seeing guys who you've seen every single day. I don't think that the same. You know, and I'm not Mister like oh intensity. 
and whatnot. But it's not the same when you're playing inter-squad games that you know don't mean anything as opposed to going out there and competing. You and I have been lucky enough to see a Mackenzie Gore start uh, when we drove up to... Elsinore. Uh, no, it wasn't Elsinore. It was further than that. Well, we saw one in Elsinore. We also went to... Uh, God, where was that fuck? Just terrible the stadium. Uh, the was it Cucamonga? Yeah. Cuc- yeah or no, Inland Empire. The Inland 66ers. Empire, yeah. The 66ers. Yeah. Oof, yeah. We almost stadium. got stabbed, robbed. <laughs> it was awful. And that was just before uh, we got on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> so, uh, But we saw him, right? When he didn't have his best stuff, we saw you know him making adjustments and still remaining... Uh, competitive has a little bit of uh, the ass in him. <laughs> Not as, like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta love that. I got a little bit of the ass in him. But um, I, I do think that he's the kind of guy. You know, he's he needs reps. Um, he's not Ryan Weathers. You know, every prospect is different. You know, yeah, Ryan Weathers undoubtedly right now is better than Mackenzie Gore. But I think if you asked evaluators like long term, who would they take just based on upside and talent? I think Mackenzie Gore is still probably one of the top five pitching prospects in all of baseball. He just needs to iron some stuff out. And he's only, what, 22? I mean... Well, if you ask Dave Palais, he spent an entire five seasons in the Padres minor league organization. So at some point... Did we draft him out of, like... At uh, some point, you got shit or get off the pot. Did we draft him out of, like, Switzerland or something? Was it, like, an international (laughs) signing? Yeah. So here's where where I'd be interested to hear from uh, some of our listeners here. We actually... Holy shit, dude. I bring it up and we have 56 listeners. My God. I thought it was just like X amount. Like you only, it's like MySpace friends. You Which, know? If, you are, uh, if you are part of our beloved Ben and Woods on uh, San Diego's number one sports station, our number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan, 56 listeners is nothing. Well, you know, it's nothing at all. Yeah. But when you're a small-time podcast like us, the minor leagues, yeah. like I feel like we're 1360 minor right leagues. now. I feel like we're the uh, we're the uh, what was that show on Fox? Was it the the road to the show? No, 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 no. The the minor leagues, like the the dumpster fire of the minor leagues. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Either way, I I, I honestly Pico's oh Picos, yeah. There you go. I honestly feel like we are 1360. <laughs> <laughs> We may even have more listeners. Hey, 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 hey. We get listens, Eric. People listen to us. Let's not go that far. Yeah, it's within... Let's not go that far. It's within 12 to 3, so we yeah. very well could have more listeners than 1360 right now. So uh, if anyone wants to join in and give their thoughts on Mackenzie Gore, uh, I would love to hear it. So, uh, again, I have everyone muted. I have everyone muted. I don't know if that means that people can't request, but... Uh, if anyone wants to, there, yeah, if right? anyone wants to hop in and let us know what you think about our beloved Mackenzie Gore, I would love to hear it. Uh, so there's there's been a lot of conversation on Twitter about the. Let me click uh, unmute everyone. Let me just see what happens. Hold on. <laughs> everyone is now unmuted. There, I think people can request now. But anyways, uh, there's cool. been a lot of talk about Mackenzie Gore, and oh, we have our first request. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Mackenzie Gore and whether or not he's going to be uh, able to stick in the rotation. It is very early, but let's see what our beloved Connor has to say at CJM Padres 23. Connor, you're on with the Ben, the ben and Woods, the uh, 5.5 podcast. There we go. Connor, are you there? Man, the intro is so terrible. He just All hung right. up. Oh, there he is. There we go. Hey, you, you, all right. Is everything good? You're literally the guy on the podcast right now. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, Mackenzie Gore just recently got a new girlfriend, which is going to help him out. Oh, really? Yeah. Is oh, that, yeah. Is that from sources? I have sources in Arizona, <laughs> and it, everything is going very well. Wow. Wow. Do you think he's taking her to In-N-Out? 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of heard he's more like more like a Whataburger guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that might be our problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. It, it, if you want to get real here, I've heard that he's he's um, trying to work out of the stretch, kind of like uh, like Kevin Gosman. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. So Keeping that, the leg uh, kick. Yep. Huh. Really? Stretch uh, full time. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. I can't give away my sources. Uh, shout out to Dennis Lynn, though. I may, I may or may not just have given away my sources. Um, but yeah, man, he's going out of the stretch a lot more, and apparently the command is a little bit better. But people inside the organization still are very high on him, as am I. Well, good. Well, we look forward to. It. We appreciate the sources, and, and and shout out to Dennis Lynn for sure. We're yes. big, big Dennis Lynn uh, house here. But you know, maybe, uh, maybe one of these days here soon, he'll get the call up to San Diego, and he'll be able to bring his girlfriend out, his new girlfriend, oh, and they can take their relationship to the next level at Lucky's in Santee. Oh my God, dude! You know what? <laughs> they need to go to the round table too. Dreams, dreams <laughs> come true with the round table pizza on Mass Boulevard. Amen. What about Bull Weevil? They still got that quarter pound burger over there. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, I haven't, I haven't been down there in like a, a few months, but apparently it's still there. Yes. Well, hopefully they'll cap it off with a cream fill from Mary's Donuts. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, hey, I got one more thing here. Go ahead. If any Dodgers fans are listening to me, please go fuck yourselves. Thank you. I I am blocked by like half of your Twitter, but there were people victory lapping after Lamette hurt his shoulder. So fuck yourselves, please. And if I was. I mean, I've been suspended a few times on here, so I can't really tweet anything. But please, unblock me. We can have a civil conversation. If you're under the age of 14, I don't care. Just please don't please don't tell me to ratio, because I will ratio you worse than you've ever been ratioed before. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Appreciate it, Connor. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Literally the man in the tweets <laughs> and the man on the pod. Oh, God. That's great. 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 So That's he's great. got a new girlfriend. Wow. Got a new girlfriend. So uh, that can either be seen as a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last time I got a new girlfriend, I immediately slumped an adult ball. So uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, that's a turnaround time. I, I, could, I mean, he's again, he's really young. He has missed an entire year of development time like a lot of these minor league guys do. And not everybody's a freaking anomaly. Not everybody's like Tatis or Weathers, right? Like, let's take Jerickson Profar. We all love Jerickson Profar. 80 grade vibes. Right? Yeah. 80 grade smile. He's just an awesome guy to have in the clubhouse. A great player on the team. He was the number one prospect, overall, number one overall prospect at one point in his life. And then it all came tumbling down. And it wasn't until he got here. Well, this is giving me a lot of confidence, Mackenzie Gore. Keep going. It wasn't until he got here <laughs> that everything started working out. So sometimes you just got to get healthy, and it takes guys uh, more times than others. Giolito's another guy. There's a guy that he just made a mechanical adjustment, and all of a sudden. Yeah, but that was a pretty a- substantial. It was an arm swing adjustment. adjustment, right? It was an arm swing adjustment. Musgrove's another guy. The difference now is that we have guys who have been there, have not met their uh, their industry uh, their industry given ceilings immediately, and have had to make the adjustments. Musgrove has done it. Profar has done it. Um, Tatis did it for a month. Hey, remember, let's see where we're at in uh, September. Remember that? Yeah. After a rough start in April, where. Uh, Apparently, uh, the strikeouts were going to be an issue, and he was going to be a bust very early on. Yeah, it happens, Eric. It, <laughs> it happens. does. He'll be fine. It does happen. But are you concerned that they're not bringing him up now? No. Is it is it good to bring him up now when he clearly needs some seasoning? We are in the middle of a pennant race. It's May. It's May 3rd. Uh, we need an arm. 
You know, there's I, not much depth. We're I, running out Miguel Diaz. I think for Paddock, God's sake. I think Paddock going on the IL for uh, undisclosed uh, flu-like symptoms is uh, really putting the pressure on the on the depth and weather's going down. Yeah. Um, and Miguel Diaz obviously starting. Like I'm not that worried about Diaz because it's it's the fucking Pirates guys. Like if we were gonna have to do this kind of game, I'm all for it against the sorry ass Pirates. Right? They had to do this last weekend with the Dodgers. Terrible. Um, so I'm not that worried. Bro, I do think he let, needs let me let me cut in real quick. Oh, go ahead. What do we got? We have Judd listening right now. Oh wow! <laughs> Our beloved Judd, fifty nine, fifty two, one hundred. Oh, son of a bitch! Son of a bitch! They got me. <laughs> they got me. Judd just did it. Oh, you motherfuckers! I don't know who it was, but someone. Oh, god damn it! All right, keep going. I don't even know where I'm at now. <laughs> fuck you. Whoever that was, fuck you. Someone put Judd 5952, 100,000. They put a one at the end. They're still there. Phil yeah. Sims just did it. God damn it. Boy, karma coming back. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> at least you figured it out. I was going to invite this motherfucker to speak. Yeah. And then, I was going to uh, tell, tell him to smash that request button. Yeah. And they would have... Uh, <laughs> They would have accepted, and you we would have heard. Sucks. I wish I was taping. We would have heard uh, Sam Nair's voice your, for sure. Uh, your eyes lit up. My God, <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> I've never seen you so happy. Oh God! All right. Well, hey, uh, if anyone else wants to join in, join in whenever you want. Uh, we we have our San Diego's number one realtor from the uh, East County Spring Valley area, Andrew Masson, is in here uh, listening as well. Looks like I mean I I haven't confirmed whether or not you guys actually have a Rasa thread, but. Uh, I think your whole thread is in here. A majority of them. What thread so. are you talking about? Uh, God Stop damn trying it. to lump God, all Mexicans together. I'm so pissed that I got caught, dude. <laughs> Anyways, how does that happen? <laughs> You're just getting excited. You're not paying attention. It's my first time. Yeah. I blew my load. <laughs> yeah. This never happens. Just uh, calm down, Jim. This never happens. Just tell your mother we ate it all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Judd. <laughs> Anyways, if it'd be different if this was a week ago. Right now, I think they're fine because Paddock's probably coming off the IL. Right, Judd? You're coming off the IL pretty soon. Um, and then they w- it won't be as pressing. Oh, but, God. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think if by June, after a month of reps, if Gore is still like not making any progress, maybe it's time to panic. That doesn't mean you trade him. It just means right. maybe you push back expectations. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, boy. We geez. have a great request. I can't wait to get to this one. Carlos R., Wants to be added as a speaker. So let's go ahead and bring it in. Time. Carlos, are you are you that Judd Burner? Hello, Hello. Carlos. Are you there? React Hello. to me. Escondido, Hello. you're on the line. <laughs> What's up? What's up, brother? I just wanted to uh, laugh at Eric for getting owned right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm legitimately humiliated. How does it feel to be Dan Cilio? <laughs> My butthole's a little sore. <laughs> How does it feel to have your ass cheeks clapped? God. Oh, man. By the mistress. <laughs> Beat you me, mean, mistress. You mean the misters? God. I mean, uh, oh, misters. Who, well, who knows? Excuse me. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed. Don't What's up, me. man? Uh, you worried about know. Gore? I'm fine. I'm not worried about Gore, man. No? We'll be fine. What are we going to do? We can't keep trotting Diaz out there. Uh, I mean, Diaz will be fine. Bullpen. It's going to be a bullpen day, obviously, because Diaz will go like two innings. Maybe. 
Right. And then, you know, Stamina will do like eight innings scoreless, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but if you have... Uh... Musgrove hasn't seemed the same since that no-hitter. Yeah. Uh, and then if you line up a couple bullpen days back-to-back, Snell can't go more than five. Aren't you asking a lot out of that fucking bullpen? No, yeah, you're right. I mean, but I, of course I, I don't right. know. I don't, think, right. I don't think Gore is going to come up anytime soon. They seem like they're dead set on having him start in the minors first to get some more time, you know? Yeah. So what do you do then? You just keep running out bullpen days until our bullpen dies? Might as well. Yeah. Well, thanks, You only Carlos. live once, right? Look. Don't hang up on him. <laughs> Hold on, I got one more question for Los before he goes. Better hat what game, Los. You or our uh, traveling uh, hat nomad, Alex? Better hat game. Man, Alex has a shitty hat, hat game. He just started collecting hats like last week. Now he's like super hat guy all the time. I think he saw it trending on Twitter, and per usual, he's yeah. got to steal everybody else's bits. Like, this, so is, yeah. this is something that can help me travel around the country while uh, during a pandemic. <laughs> What? Friar Alex. How can I get out of the house today? Friar Alex. All right, thanks, Carlos. <laughs> Great. Dynamite dropping per usual. Dynamite. From uh, Mr. Carlos. Are not worried about uh, not worried about uh, Mackenzie Gore. What I want to ask you, Eric, and we can ask our, uh, our uh, faithful listeners here. Weathers came out of his last... I feel like we haven't talked about it a lot because there's a lot been going on. Uh, good things of late. Um, good series for the Padres uh, last week. Yeah. Um, I was right, by the way. Yes, I said three and three two. two and you said correct. four and one. Yeah, well, suck it. You know, they don't beat teams they're supposed to beat sometimes. Yeah, but uh, still, nonetheless, um, I mean, you look at the last week with the Dodgers series thrown in there. They're doing real well. I think they're what a game and a half out now, almost there. So, um, one thing that feels like maybe not swept under the rug. They just haven't really talked about it. Like I don't recall hearing much about it. But weather's coming out. He's throwing like eighty eight uh, to start. He got it up to ninety three and told Tingler he was fine. He finished the inning and then he was done. Um, now, if you recall, the year after he was drafted, people were already ready to label him a bust because that's what he was doing. He's throwing idiots. 88 to 90. You know, idiots. <laughs> 88 to 90. Uh, wasn't in the greatest shape in the world. It was very uh, high school first baseman built. And uh, no offense, Eric. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, what are you trying to say? You didn't go STBL, though, so I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Could have got a lot worse. Um, and uh, he went through the same issue where he just wasn't throwing hard at all. Like, his velocity had taken a step back. In turn, a lot of his uh, scouting reports had taken steps back. It's like, well, if this is what he is, then you know, he's more of like a back-end guy. Um, and again, per usual, it feels like they've been hush-hush. Are you worried at all about whether he's going forward with, with a dramatic drop in velocity? Or do you think it's just the same old, you know, maybe he's just got a little bit of dead arm issue? He didn't throw a lot last year. Another training site guy who got a couple innings in the World Series. Or the World Series. The, uh, our World Series. Yeah, our World Series. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, got some innings in the playoffs competitively. But that was it. And now he's basically, I mean, ramped up. He hasn't thrown in, you know, over a year. Uh, anything to worry about for you? Anything it's, to worry about for our listeners who want to chime in? It's dead arm. It's dead arm, right? Like, it's it's nothing. I think even someone had brought it up that it was, uh, was it a couple years ago, like to the day that yeah. he had the same dead arm issues? Yeah, he had uh, it, like his first full year in the, in the uh, organization. Also, someone pointed out that the last time he had this happen in the minors, he was out for, I think, like three weeks. So yeah. uh, I'm not very happy about where that sets our bullpen at this point, but uh, I'm not worried. I mean, it's it's uh, it's dead arm. It happens. We have extensive background of playing baseball. Yes. Uh, I used to pitch. Poorly. Used to pitch. Uh, dead arm happens. You come back from it. It's just something like it's it just... Like, I don't know any other way to put it other than it just happens. Sometimes yeah. you just can't throw as hard. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but it'll come back. I mean... I'm not. I'm not worried about Weathers in in the absolute slightest. I think he's going to come back. He's a bulldog. We've seen that. He's proven 
uh, us wrong, like, <laughs> many times over so far. So I have no reason to believe that he won't come back strong. It's just a matter of how quickly he can get back because I'm, I'm really concerned about the bullpen, which is kind of ironic because I think overall they have uh, one of the best bullpens in the league, if not the best. But it, it certainly doesn't feel that way yeah. watching them. And they just got uh, we were talking Kella about back. We were talking about Cilio and Butthole uh, earlier. It's it's tight Butthole watching those guys, for sure. Yeah. I think he's just running out a lot of innings on him is, is what's going on. And, um, you know, the Preller traded a lot of guys. But, I mean, how much – I mean, really the only depth guy he may have traded was Patino. But that made us instantly better uh, the minute he did it. Other than that, like, he didn't really trade guys that we were thinking, like, oh, these guys are going to get starts. You yeah. know, they're going to be the next man up. Those guys – those two guys particularly were Weathers and Gore. I just and, see uh, – I just see over the next couple of weeks we have a lot of – uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Krizmat. <laughs> they have to recall him at some point, I'm sure. Didn't he get sent down to El Paso? I, I just feel, feel like, like we're going to see a lot of. I Chris feel like Matt. they just say he's getting all he's getting like option to the alternate side, but they just like just fucking stay in the clubhouse when we're playing and you'll be fine. Like I'm kind of waiting. I know he's not in the organization anymore, but I'm waiting for Luis Perdomo to walk through those doors because <laughs> this feels like a perfect opportunity for Perdomo. You bring with, him home with arms down as much as we can. But I feel like we're going to see a lot of. Uh, Northcraft, who just, I think he just got the boot down to AAA. If he didn't, he should. Uh, we're going to see a lot of Northcraft. We're going to see a lot of uh, Diaz. Ramirez. We're going to see a lot of Ramirez, who did get the boot down AAA. And we're going to see a lot of Chris Matt, which doesn't get me too excited no. uh, about, no. about very what's flaccid. going on. It's but, very uh, soft. Yeah, I mean, Weathers, please hurry back. Well, Love you. They, they, Love you so much. Please. please. So much. Mackenzie, please. <laughs> Please. We're uh, begging. Miss Lady McKenzie, please straighten him out. Yes. Um, I please. think they'll be okay. They don't have like a particularly like dire schedule in front of them. They got three with the Pirates uh, starting tonight. After that, uh, they head over to San Francisco. Who, like, I looked at San Francisco's run differential. I'm like, oh, God. They're actually like their record is reflective of, uh, you know, the run differential. It's always a good thing to look at, right? Run differential, see if you're a fluke or not. No. Um, theirs is pretty reflective of but I, I just don't trust their pitching. Like, I don't think that. I, I think Gosman's a good a good arm, but you know, was it uh, who's the guy that ran out there last night? This, how do you say his name? This Lafani. Well, he's one of their better arms, isn't he? Yeah, but I feel like he's not that good. I don't good. follow the Giants because that's Giants loving. I don't either. And but I opened the podcast well, with let's put it this way. The Reds arguably let... Dodger loving. I'm not going to yeah. hop over to Giants loving. <laughs> the Reds let him go and they're desperate for pitching. Yeah. You know, and they let him go. Um, and I don't know who the hell else they have in that. In that rotation, like I'm blanking on any of their starters, so I don't know how real the Giants are. I also don't like their position; like their their position players are not great, right? Yeah. No offense, Devin, but I do not buy into Mauricio Dubon <laughs> being an everyday guy. Um, so I think they're fine, and then they get Colorado after that. So I'm not really too worried uh, until they get to St. Louis. Um, they are they in Colorado? Uh, they'll be at Colorado. That'll yes. be a nice change of pace. Yeah, get some get some hard hit balls getting out of the ballpark. Maybe Tommy Pham will finally get his dong. Yeah, in you Colorado. Know, let, let's talk about Pham. I want to dong hear, wet too. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I want to hear about. Uh, I want to hear about what people think about Pham because uh, everyone hates Pham. Everyone, I, I do not hate Pham. Over his last ten games, in fact, uh, he's posted a uh, 348 average, 423 on base. He's got 348 slugging. It's very adult league of him, just yeah. strictly singles. But this is also the guy who was uh, stabbed at a pace, so throwing out dollar bills here and there. Uh, not too much of a surprise, at least to get going. His BABIP is over 400 uh, in the last 10-game stretch, and we had talked before, like, before, it was just in the shitter. 
you know, just complete and can you, bad Can luck. you explain to people what BABIP is? Yes. I'm kidding. Shut up. <laughs> yes, don't. of course I can. Don't. Of course I can. Please don't. But he's actually, I mean, he's not hitting for any power yet. And so I wonder if maybe that broken hand is still lingering. You break your hand, lose grip strength, etc. His hand comes off the bat a lot, I've yeah. noticed. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed that, but it's like not the top hand, the bottom hand comes off. So maybe there's still something there uh, that's uh, hindering him. But he has had some some luck of late. He's still drawing a lot of walks. Uh, Which hand was it, by the way, that he broke? I feel like it was the left hand, wasn't it? Was it? That seems about right. Yeah, because it maybe makes that's sense his... because that's the, the... Remember they said like the knob would grind into his hand when he'd swing. Maybe that's his J.O. hand. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he maybe. hasn't been able to release. We're in maybe. COVID. Maybe. Well, that explains why his arm strength isn't as great in the right arm, if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah I throw pretty hard. I just thought of that. Yeah. See, that's the kind of in-depth analysis you get. Yeah, you're not going to get that the kind 5. of 5.5 podcast. Another podcast. But... So. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to uh, wants to jump on here and, and tell what do you think of Fam? Do you think he's turning it around? Is he a lost cause? Should we keep starting Profar? Because I feel like if we start Profar, it goes back to the same problem. Now Mateo's your next guy up. Maybe Fam's your next guy up because he'd be on the bench. But now Mateo um, is your next guy up in the outfield. Uh, and that's got all kinds of bad written on it. Whereas I like that we can bounce Profar first, second, left, right, DH when it comes up. Yeah. So... This is a uh, Rasa Thread uh, theme podcast, I'm right. guessing, because we have Kasha, uh, who wants to give his thoughts on Tom Live from T-Class, baby! So let's see. You're on with the 5.5 podcast. TJ, react to me! Hey, do you hear me? Yes. Yeah, what's up, man? We hear you. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing. I just wanted to say that fam sucks pimping, <laughs> and they should call Abrams <laughs> uh, like as soon as possible. Please. Well, thank you. Yeah. Fam sucks peeing and we need to bring up Abrams. I'm going to tell Papa yeah, Dad what you said. He's, he's not going to let you talk like that on the air. <laughs> well, that's very interesting. That's an interesting thank approach. You. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you so Kasha. much, Kasha. Right. Uh, wow, so that's that's a, that's a pretty interesting because I kind of thought about that too. I saw someone on Twitter point out, hey, bring up Abrams. Uh, <laughs> and we talked about Russian gore. Yeah. Uh, Abrams has what? Is it two professional games over uh, rookie ball? I think so. Over complex ball? Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're ready to pencil him into left field. Did it leak? Oh, I don't know. If, excuse me. Leak. But does anybody ever... Has anybody posted where he's going? Is he going to El Paso? He's going to San Antonio. Double San Antonio, A. Double A. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I may have brought it up with you guys in uh, with our Mad Friars conversations, but uh, I do wonder if he hits in, in Double A, right? And I mean... He hit pretty well in spring training. Um, he's hit pretty much the entire time he's been here. Um, I wonder if they will just say, you know what, instead of going out and make a trade, <coughs> Chris Bryant, um, <laughs> if maybe they say, let's see what CJ can do. We'll just let him figure out left field, um, but get that bat in the lineup, right? Because if he can come up and, like, Marcano didn't look terrible. He just didn't, he didn't have any punch. Yeah. But if he can do, like, what Marcano does, but just a better overall bat with a little bit more pop, do you just let him figure it out in the outfield and, and run him out there for a month just to see? Like, if he just goes on an absolute tear in May and June, do you just say, you know what, you know, maybe we got to put somebody on the IL and we'll give Abrams a shot and, and see what he can do. Well, that's an interesting approach. We have three people. Wow, you brought up fam, and all of a sudden we have three people wanting to, wanting to come in. So we have JT uh, that we'll go to next here. JT, reaction. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, good. good. How are you? Um, with fam, I think that, you know, especially with that, uh, Giants fan, right, at, in outright field, I think especially he's been turning a corner because, you know, we brought Pacers to him instead of him going to Pacers. But, um, I, I think, um, you know, 
I mean, he is in the top of the league for exit velo uh, off the bat. So I think, you know, he's just having a hard time and just needs to like a broken bat base hit or something like that to figure it out. Yeah, I like that. You just got to have some of them fall. And and they yeah. and they've been falling. Danny mentioned the Babbitt, but I mean it's starting to even itself out. So I uh, that's why long term I think he'll be fine. But and with Abrams, I think uh, they're probably going to do the same approach that they did with Tatis, where they keep him down, and then you know next spring if he proves himself like he did this kind of spring, then he makes the opening day roster. Wow, love that. I love you. So you wouldn't bring him up this year, right? Mm, I mean. Unless there's, like, really, like, a need, like, we have a couple outfielders go down or, like, say, Kim and Cronorth go down, then no, I don't see him coming up this year. Yeah, I like that. I, lo- I love, thank you so much for bringing up uh, Pacers and being brought to him. Uh, thank you for that, uh, JT. That's that's a great call, Danny. That's a great call. Indeed it is. Pacers was brought to him yeah. over the weekend. You know, I was going to ask you, Eric, because that was a really popular uh, topic of discussion on top of taking two out of three from the Giants was uh, – was the uh, the Toyota Terrace or uh, Titty Terrace? Yeah, as you've renamed the Titty Terrace. <laughs> I think maybe there's a sponsorship there, a sponsorship opportunity that could both benefit the Padres as well as whatever uh, adult uh, adult uh, what, what would you call it establishment? Yeah, whatever adult <laughs> establishment would like to uh, would like to uh, buy out some property and have some exclusive seat. You have the best seat of the house, and you can. Uh, be sat on yeah. the best seat of the house. Love uh, that. Yeah, or maybe Hooters just buys it out, and you know we get good adult family fun. They put Jack from Jack in the Box on top of the foul pole. Why not just make that a stripper pole? Yeah, in right field, right field only. You know what? They Left field, have... you have Western Metal. Right field, you have a stripper pole. You know what you could have is Pacers every time... porch. Yeah, yes, perfect. And every time somebody goes yard, you can take the silhouette of the lady on the pole <laughs> and just have her slide up and down yeah. the foul pole. It's kind of like Bernie's slide, except you know it's a yeah. You're talking about Domingo Ayala. Yeah. Elevate and celebrate. Yeah. That's Tommy Fam all day. If you <laughs> yeah. got someone sliding down that pole, you think he's gonna be swinging up like a motherfucker? Of course he is. I saw a lot of gentlemen get elevated uh, on uh, in the Titty Terrace that day. In yeah. fact, yeah. Friar Phil. Big fan, also. Yeah. <laughs> from what I saw on the uh, on the timeline, uh, we have Chad. Uh, Chad's requesting to, to talk on here, so uh, let's let's see what he has to say. Chad from the beloved Intelligence Podcast, the creator of Tatis Coin. What's up, uh, my friends? It's good to see you again. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, speak to you. Thank you for the, the introduction. Yes. Uh, hi, everyone. You know, uh, if, if you don't know who I am, uh, my name's Chad at the Chamber on Twitter. Follow me now. Uh, I am uh, the founder and creator and. 99.9999% owner of Tatis Coin. Uh, you might have seen my profile in the San Diego Union Tribune uh, by Philip Molnar, a terrific business reporter. Um, hi, guys. Yeah, uh, good to speak to you. You know, I was just wondering, what's it going to take, Eric, for you to kick Danny off and bring me on full-time as you uh, Oh, wow. Host? Get this heck off the air. Wow. That is, uh, wow, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty attractive option. Thanks. I, I must say. So I can pay you, I can pay you in literally quadrillions of Tatis coin, Eric. Just, just think about it, okay? All right. Well, yeah, and you know, he definitely gives me something to think about. You know what, Eric? I can pay you right now in tangible paper pesos yeah, if well, you want real money. Thank you. Thank you for that, well, Chad. I love kinda, the uh, love the idea. So Chad and I can join, and that's when we'll take our show to Patreon. <laughs> no. As soon as you start We will never. Paid. We will never. You can mark my words now. You will never see us on Patreon, or uh, you will never have to pay a cent to listen to our podcast, because that's not the way we roll. Uh, next one. Uh, is it pronounced Eli? Keller, uh, Eli requests to speak. Eli, you're on with 5.5 Podcast. How's it going? Uh, oh, shit. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, what's up, man? 
All right, you're gone. <laughs> that <laughs> can work out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. That's another thing. If the connection's not great, I know we're about 45 minutes in, but if the connection's not great, you're gone. So uh, let's go next. We have a uh, Tim Hill Stan. Oh boy, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty well. About you? Good, man. Good. Are you double fishing? <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> God damn it, Sam. What's up, buddy? What's on your mind? Alright, so going back to Fam, it's it's just his his out, his defense, you know, his arm noodle arm he has. Yeah. So that's my main concern. He's gonna come around with the bat, but I mean his his arm is just it's it's a liability, I think. So I just bring bring um Brian home is what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I was gonna interject and ask you if uh you know, I don't I don't think left field defense is uh is all that important, but I'm a hundred percent on board with uh yeah, I just, I just trying to bring, bring in Brian, Brian. home. Bring him home. What are you willing to give up? That's what I'm interested in. What are you willing to give up for a half season of Chris Bryant? What? Oh, I just half season. Can we can uh, give, just give Prowler the checkbook, you know? It's fair. That's, That's a fair, fair point. But you're still going to have to trade, right? Because the Cubs aren't going to look at it. The Cubs don't give a shit if we sign him or not. They're not going to sign him. Uh, that's I'll all they say, care uh, about. So what are you? Reggie Lawson. Lawson. He's coming back from injury. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they can look at that as a long I mean, term. Yeah. <laughs> long term investment. Yeah. Like Lawson or like a Mason Fox or something like that. Hmm. There you go. What, so uh, I had the thought here that uh, what you would do with the Cubs might be similar to what they did with Darvish, right? Where they get a decent yeah. prospect, but you also shed some dollars. So I had brought up if he's still struggling, or even if he's not struggling, maybe he's come around, but maybe you convince the Cubs to take on FAM's remaining salary for Bryant, and you throw in a couple of prospects, maybe like, you know, two Capita and like Mason Thompson, or like you said, a Reggie Lawson type. You give him a, a good prospect who's close to ready and maybe a lottery ticket. Also, another thing I want to uh, point out: MVP of the bullpen is not Mark Melanson. It's actually Tim Hill. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's uh, boy. That's, we were wrong on that. That's one. another one. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for for tuning in. Uh, that's that's another one, man. We talk about Ryan Weathers and how wrong I was there. Someone someone mentioned uh, on a reply to one of my tweets. They're like, name a better duo or name a more iconic duo than Eric and horrible takes about left-handed pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, man, because I, I'm I'm wrong more often than I'm right. I want people to Google Tim Blake Nelson next to a picture of Tim Hill and tell me what the difference is. Because yeah. spoiler alert, there isn't any. There is none. No. So uh, next one that we have here, we'll do a few more. Uh, our buddy at BKG underscore ninety eight. Yes. What's My up, God. Georgia? Are you there, Georgie? Come on. Uh oh. Oh no. Okay, what's up, fools? Hey! What's up, buddy? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Hey, this is a great I still believe in Tommy Fam. You still believe in Tommy Fam? I still believe in Tommy Fam. I'm not alone, Eric. You hear that? My people are backing me up. What's wrong? What's wrong with Tommy Fam? The hits gotta start falling. That's all. That's all it is. He's unlucky. Yeah, but is Daniel, that his fault? Daniel, tell you how unlucky he is, right? That's right. Is that his fault? If anybody knows about being unlucky, it's me. <laughs> hey, what do you think about my theory? That the hand that was broken was his was his J.O. hand, and he needs to release to, to start getting the balls to drop. I think, uh, well, it's obvious. In the offseason, he had somebody else releasing for him. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, 
Of course I am. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the call. So he says he does not believe. Oh, whoops. Sorry, I cut him off. He says, "My gosh, you cut off BKG." He says he does not believe in Tommy Fam, and that's okay. A lot of people don't, and uh, you know. What I'll say, what? Didn't he say, I still believe? Oh, I thought he said he does not believe. Oh, I thought he said he still believe. The hits are going to start falling. That's why he asked uh, me. Whatever. All right. Well, sorry, Georgie. Uh, <laughs> let's go next to royalty. Uh, we were talking about the guys that joined us after, uh, or right before the parade started last year with the wild card series. Uh, let's go back to one of them. Ryan Cohen calling in. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Well, is this like food ASMR? Wow. Am I speaking? You guys hear me? There yes. you go. What's there up, go. Ryan? Oh, let's go. Uh, you guys said royalty and then cut out, and I just figured it was about me, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a joke. That's a joke. I don't actually believe that. Um, hey, why does yeah, everyone I... think you need all this attention on Twitter, man? <laughs> Stop dancing and having fun, Ryan. I hate fun. Yeah. Anti-fun. What's uh, up, buddy? No rivalry. I you know, I didn't really have a point to call another to say hello, but I, I got a point. I'll say. I'll throw it out there. Go for it. Um I've, uh, Twitter, you know, beautiful space that we love. It sometimes gets a little reactionary, and I've seen uh, sometimes after a loss, maybe even a win, well, the team's just not clicking altogether. Here's the thing, right? Any team in the big leagues can win on a day where everything clicks. You don't. Well, a good team wins when not everything's clicking. When a starting pitcher has a bad day and you score eight runs against the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball, you don't need everything to click every day. You need it to click in the playoffs, sure. But over 162, I don't need it clicking every day, you know? I don't need everything clicking every day. Just yeah. give me enough, enough to win. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it's one nothing or thirteen twelve. Just win. I'm over people complaining about wins. If you win, you win. That's all I got. Yeah, that's a good point. Thanks a lot, Ryan. You know, he he had brought that up and and he talked about you can't click every day. Kind of makes me think of uh, our buddy Jace Tingler. You wanna do you wanna go over and and give us your thoughts on Jace Tingler so far? I think that he does a stellar job with the lineups. I think uh, one week you and I were talking about like maybe we'd have it where you know you have Grisham leading off and Cronin work two and Yada three. I think he does really good utilizing his roster and making work what he's got. His bullpen management I do think needs a little bit of work, but that's also as we've stated like he's kind of a a victim victim of circumstance, right? Because he can't go out there. And pitch for Paddock and tell him, hey, go six or seven. Right? We can't tell Blake Snell, hey, your stuff is nasty, bruh. Just throw it at him. Like, stop stop dicking around and pitching around, guys. Just throw it. Throw it over the plate. He can't do that. So I do think his bullpen management and decision-making at times can be questionable. And, I mean, you're going to question every manager. Nobody's perfect, right? Um, but overall, I mean, we're a game and a half out of first place. We've been injured. We've had all kinds of things happen in the first month. Where he's really had to improvise, you know. Tatis has been down, Myers has been hurt, Fam uh, has been hurt. The pitching staff is a, a revolving door. Overall, a game and a half out, all things considered, I think he's doing a stellar job. And let's put it this way: we're not ready to heave him out of here like we were with Andy Green or Bud Black and similar situations where we had expectations to win and they're just making all the wrong moves, right? Like Mateo's not starting over Grisham like uh, Jankowski would start over somebody like. Margot, who needs the reps, and we need to find out if he's going to be good enough. Yeah, I think it's also something that, that we should remember, and, and maybe it's an excuse, maybe not. Uh, last year is was a lot different circumstances. Last year was a sprint. This year's a marathon. This yeah. is his first season uh, managing 162 games. And so. he mentioned that, too. You know, hey, you know, we're, we're thinking long-term. We're not thinking, like, hey, we got to win 60, you know, X amount of 60. We got to... You know, we have to stretch these guys out. We have to uh, load management, Eric. They have yeah. to load management on these guys. And that's what I have to remind myself of because I question the shit out of his uh, bullpen uh, moves all yeah. the time from the couch like we all do, of course. <laughs> 
Uh, and, you know, I think time, with time, he'll get better at, you know, how to adjust, who to go to, when to go to those guys. He'll get there. I have faith that he'll get there. Uh, but for me personally, what I really love about this team, it's not even the pitching staff, it's how aggressive they are on the bases. Yes. I absolutely love I feel like they put so much pressure on the pitcher. And Manny had a postgame comment. King. This was uh, tweeted from our beloved 97.3, the fan San Diego. Our beloved Adam posted this on, on Twitter, the clip of it. And Manny had said, you know, we're we're a fast team. We like to put pressure on the opposing pitchers. And the plan is uh, the pitcher feels the pressure and he leaves some cookies over the plate for us to smash. Absolutely love that. We've wanted that for so long. Like having a good team or having good players on your team is great. Like that's ultimately what it's going to take to win uh, a World Series. But having this type of approach and also having good players is the perfect recipe for success. You look at just the other day. Uh, we we were talking about this uh, the other night. Profar hits a home run to make it 4-2. That's not good enough for them. They get runners on first and second. And what do they do? I believe there's two outs even. Yeah. They're like, fuck this. We're doing a double steal. We're taking off. So that puts, was, runners, uh, what, that puts runners at second and third. And then all of a sudden you have Cronenworth punches one into right center. Guess what? You don't have one run score. You have two run score. That gives you even less pressure when you throw your closer out there in the ninth right. or whoever. I think they even got to the point where uh, Pierce Johnson finished that game yeah. out. So, so little things like that add up. And they're not just doing it in the ninth inning. They're doing it early in the games. They're doing it in the middle of the games. They're doing it all the time. I have a That's what I love. And I, I think that's all Tingler. I do too. I think it's Tingler and I also think it's it's Tingler and Preller being uh, being hand in hand as far as like how to utilize this roster. Let me let me throw out a couple of comps here. Number one, with the team the way it's built now, I remember rest his soul. Uh, Kevin Towers had mentioned like when they started interleague play, uh, the Rays right before they really broke out. Yeah, that oh nine run. They came in here and he's like, these guys are taking first to third. They're going first to home on doubles. You know they're they're just running all over us, stealing bases. And it's like, God, that t- type of team would be great here in Petco. And I, I thought of that, and then when you mentioned that, I thought of, what's a team that went to back-to-back World Series and won the second one? That was very much into, hey, we got to you know take extra bases, we got to steal bases, we got to put pressure on the defense and the pitching staff. The Royals did that. Mm-hmm. And the Padres, to me, roster player for player, are a better roster than the Kansas City Royals were. Right? The Padres are, they're, they're doing market inefficiency. Teams don't run as often. They're not as aggressive. Now it's like, hey, draw walks and hit dingers. Right? Earl yeah. Weaver. Draw walks and hit dingers. And I love it. But I also think that it does add a different dimension where you don't have to hit a dinger all the time, right? We've seen that with the, the way the ball's playing this year. The Padres not hitting as many home runs, right? It doesn't feel like we get a lot of big home runs, a lot of solo shots. So how is he going to manufacture runs? Because they're getting on base. Yeah. They're drawing a ton of walks. They, they do it every night. They're getting. I think they're near the league lead and guys left on base. That's typically with teams that get on a lot. Um, so you got to find other ways to get runs in. How else do you do that? Start running them. Let them run around the bases, put themselves in scoring position. Like you said, a soft serve single in the right field, well, that's a two-run line drive in the box exactly. as opposed to one run. Exactly. So. I'll take and I that. love it. Very exciting. I'll take that all day. Yeah. So we appreciate everyone uh, participating. It looks like there's uh, one request, and we're almost done here. We've got about five minutes left. So if anyone wants a request, uh, we'll be done after this. So we have uh, Zurdo. I never, don't really uh, recognize this guy, but let's put him on. What's up, buddy? Oh. That's my bad. <laughs> What's up, Zerto? All right, you're gone. All right, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, but yes, you know, going back to that, that is by far my favorite part of uh, this team is watching the aggressiveness. Uh, Chris at SportsBrain wants to join in, and there's no way that I would have this end without having him join. Chris, a member of the beloved bro- uh, Bogey Brotherhood. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Uh, you know, since we're on spaces, instead of the 5.5, this should be the 0.1 spaces. <laughs> Whoa, love it. Love it. <laughs> What's up? But yeah, man, you know, just uh, it's 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 been overreaction a lot with this team early in the season. And I mean, one thing, especially with Tangler, we have to remember is he's only he hasn't managed like what half a season at this point yet. Like he's still really young in his managerial career. And yeah, there's been a lot of bullpen moves and just just overall game decisions where I've questioned it. But, you know, I have, I have no doubt that he'll get he'll get better as the season goes on. And I mean, the talent is there like this. This team is fun to watch and they're really good. And I just. I just, I just understand the, the early frustration, but we're going to be fine. What was it? A week and a half ago, everyone was freaking out on this website because we we lost all those games, and then we go to LA, and all of a sudden, this team's a powerhouse again. Like, yeah. peaks and valleys, man. Yeah, exactly. It couldn't have put it any better. Like, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. At the end of the season, all that matters is where you're at, and we have so much, we have so much talent on this team. Like, it's already. Like you can write it in stone right now and feel good about the fact that they're going to be in the playoffs. So it's when you get to that point, when you get to the end of the season, get your guys healthy, get ready, and perform when the time comes. So I, I, I totally agree. But as fans, I mean, what else are we going to do if we're not going to lose our shit over every every game and every result? Well, that, that's what Twitter's for, right? Just yeah. losing your shit and just having fun. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of photoshops and drinking too much and starting shit and uh, group chats, would, of course. Who would do Who would do a thing like that? That just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate you chiming in, Chris. And always remember to hashtag be better. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag thanks, be buddy. better. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Uh, wow. Holy shit, dude. I, I want to say thanks again for everyone because we kind of we got bored with the Padres Twitter segment yeah. a little bit, and I think this is a nice in between. Yeah. I think in future ones we probably won't have as many people on there, although we really appreciate you guys uh, wanting to come on and talk. But uh, shit, we still have four requests, but I don't think we're gonna get to all of them. So let's let's pick a couple. Uh, let's see who we have next here. I'm not gonna say this guy's name unless you know, just in case he wants to do a bit that he did from uh, the voicemail. <laughs> Bit, but uh caller or spaces caller what's going on well good morning there fellas <laughs> oh my god old pal. is this james clark james clark my god eric we <laughs> got him the one and only james clark what's on your mind james well i'm driving through beautiful san marcos here and i'm reminded that today is only may 3rd so i wanted to wish you mr eric a very may the 4th be with you <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> damn it See, this is why I'm a Mad Friars guy. What's that all about, James? You know I don't like that shit. Well, I don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, hey, uh, James, are Padre fans continuing to show their ignorance at every step of the way? Or is it too early to, uh, to be dogging on Jace Tingler like it was Andy Green? I believe Jace has taken a lot of flack unnecessarily, and I believe that inside those big baggy pants... Sorry. Inside that hat of his lies a very big and educated brain. <laughs> Thank you, James. Thank you so much. God, we, we should have wow. known that, that James Clark was going to come in and unbelievable uh, and really bring it. Talk so. about crossing streams, Eric. <laughs> two two podcast giants collide. Wow, wow. And I'm just here for the ride. What about that voice, man? So deep, you can just tell. Like you can't see so his face, silk. but you can tell that's a very strapping young so man. Sultry. My gosh. <laughs> We should have him narrate the uh, Titty Terrace video. Can we you should. imagine? We really should. How many copies of DVDs would we sell? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. So we had talked about last, uh, let's let's get out of here. But first, we had talked about last week. Uh, I said we were going to go 3-2. and two. You said we were going to go 4-1. and one. Of course, I was right. 
Uh, next time we're going to record is Monday. We will likely be again live on Spaces. Uh, so we have three against Pittsburgh starting today. And we know this series is probably going to have two bullpen games. And then they're off on Thursday. Thank God. They have an off day on Thursday, the 6th, the 13th, and the 20th. So nice. that's already we're set up better than we have been the last uh, two weeks and change. Three against Pittsburgh. And then three against San Francisco. When we come here Monday, next Monday, on the 10th. Actually, pause. You can't record next week. Breaking well, news. Well. So when we're here in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> how's it going to look? I'm not going to count this many games on here because uh, I already got well, duped. I'm... I already got duped by Judd 5952 Let's see here. I'm Let not me... about to try to look even dumber and count all these games. I think they're going to take two out of three from Pittsburgh and uh All right. I'm bored already. <laughs> so two weeks from now, what do you think the sentiment will be around this team? I Is it going to be doom and gloom? Are we going to have the pitching staff figured out? What's going on? I don't know about the pitching staff. I think Weathers and Paddock will be back. Um, I think Lamette will still be in limbo, uh, delaying the inevitable. But I do think we're going to feel a lot better about the team because we're going to be playing and beating up on teams that we should beat up on. Pittsburgh, we just took two out of three from the Giants. I think that's going to happen again. Um, we're going to get to probably sweep Colorado. And then I think the, the biggest test since the Dodgers is going to be the Cardinals because uh, last I checked, I think they're playing pretty decent baseball. So, yeah. um, but hopefully they get to expose that fraud, uh, Arenado, not yeah. hitting in Colorado anymore. But, that would be uh, nice. I don't even know how he's doing. He might be tearing the <laughs> cover off the ball for all I know. Yeah, knowing my luck. Who knows? But uh, I think that's going to be a, a real challenge for them. Uh, it's going to be a playoff caliber team. Um, St. Louis probably hates us right now because of uh, embarrassing them in the playoffs. So uh, that'll be interesting. But I think uh, I think in two weeks uh, we're going to be sitting pretty. Uh, as we uh, get ready for uh, Seattle, I think is is going to be what they're what they're doing in a couple weeks, getting ready for. So you kind of paused when I said we can't do it, and you gave that look like, well, maybe we can. Like, well, are, are you are you able to record next let, week? Or let's you talk not? Off should I, should I bring Chad on next week? Maybe I'll Chandler. tag Chad in. Yeah, maybe we can tag Chad in as a special guest, and uh, I'll take him up on that quadrillions offer yeah. of Tatis coin. Yeah. No, I won't. Yeah. I barely I barely like setting everything up when you come over. The last thing I want to do is set up Skype and do it over Let's Skype. Let's be honest. I'm just, I'm just here so that way you can have somebody to talk to other than your infants. Exactly. So we'll see. I think, like I said, we're going to see a lot of uh, arms that we're not too thrilled to see on the mound. The offense needs to pull through. If the pitching staff can't get it done or it's a little bit shaky, the offense needs to pick us up. And I think Colorado is the perfect place to do that. I hope Will gets right. Colorado, once again, great place to do that for Will. He hits very well in Colorado. So I'll be looking forward to see how that plays out. Uh, but as of now, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you later. We're out of here.